Welcome, everyone, to the Swolecast. Are you tired of losing your fantasy football drafts? Are you tired of people making fun of you, thinking that you're inferior to them because of your lack of fantasy football intellect? Well, have no fear, because on today's Swolecast, we are showing you the ultimate way to win your 2022 fantasy football draft next on the Swolecast on Rotogrinders.com. Please don't dupe me, bro. It's the poop narrative. Kitchen's been waiting to say those words. No. For five years. (laughs) Welcome to the Swolecast here at RuderGunners.com. I'm David Kitchen, a.k.a. Soccer Dave, best ball finalist, um, thought leader for best ball strategy, some might say. We've got Peter Overzet, also a best ball finalist um, and definitely a thought leader for your drafts. And then we've got Davis. So uh, welcome, everyone. Davis, how's it going? Life is good, man. Like, no yep. no complaints for me. I know it's good when I see you drafting Jamison Crowder in the 11th <laughs> round. I think it was the 12th round, right? Okay. <laughs> Pick 122. Who's keeping track? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just uh, when you are multi-tabling lots of drafts, you have to understand that you're making an EV calculation. So you are decreasing your EV for the attention on every draft, but you are increasing the EV by the total number of drafts you're able to do. Between us, we've probably done like, what, 300 drafts, 400 drafts already? So I feel like we are in good. I'm at like like 315 on my own. Yeah. I'm at 250-ish. Yeah, so, so probably like, like 650 11? drafts. <laughs> uh, hey, God, Davis, I have lots of issues with this Crowder pick. Why are you, do you bring your phone into the sauna? That's a no-no for me. That's a no-no. <laughs> I mean, um, for multiple reasons. I mean, you're, you're going to torch your phone in there. I mean, how high torch is your... your phone? People are going to think you're a pervert. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, I have the iPhone 13 Pro Max, so it can handle the high temperatures. Pete wouldn't know because he has Pete doesn't understand yeah, he doesn't the resiliency well, of the Pete, iPhone Pro 13. So the yet. thing about the iPhone is that it's made out of glass. So your Android is not made out of glass, it's made out of plastic, so it's gonna be more susceptible. I don't believe any of this. I mean, no, that's I'm being well, I'm being I'm being truthful. That your being phone truthful. Your phone being made out of glass. No, I, I believe what you're saying about how it's made, I do not believe that it actually makes it more able to withstand high heat in a sauna. I mean, I've, it's never, I've never had a problem and I'm going to it. The new iPhone comes out in like a month anyway. So I'll just get a new one. Same. <laughs> um, so I will, uh, we're about to get into some of the in-depth strategy. No one's really doing a ultimate guide. And so that's why we thought, yeah, we no one, no one is the- really this summer talked that much about how to win best ball drafts. This is not just best ball. This is your redraft leagues um, that we're talking about today. 
uh, and just winning the draft, which I think the best ball drafts kind of give you an advantage, a, a big advantage over your league mates. If you have drafted any best ball drafts, uh, promo code grinders, if you are using those best ball sites. But I think uh, before we get into it, just hit that like button, subscribe, turn notifications on. Uh, if you're listening on uh, iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast, leave us a review. Had a good review the other day. Uh, yeah. From a Swole... Really good one. Yeah. From a Swolecast listener saying just the chemistry of uh, sharp takes and and uh, and laughs. Keep them coming. So um, I appreciate everyone out there. And then I want to uh, just congratulate Davis on being a married man. This is the first time being married on this show. So I, I hope that the wisdom comes along with that, Davis. I mean, we can only hope. We can only hope that as I, as I age, I, I become more wise. I've, I've spent all day trying to track down um, a DraftKings deposit bonus because all my old friends at DraftKings don't work there anymore. So I don't know who to email. Did you get a FanDuel deposit bonus offer? No. Uh, so I, I, that's, that's my next tactic though, is if the DraftKings people don't want to give me one, I'll say, yeah, uh, you know, Curtis over a FanDuel gave me X, Y, and Z. I'll just lie. FanDuel. <laughs> uh, Do you yeah. Know? Drop the name, you, uh, Ju- Julia. Over. You know how there's a, there's a DraftKings live final in Boston this weekend. Yeah. And uh, you know how I have to get my invites to that stuff? <laughs> Certainly not from anyone over at DraftKings. I have I have to have Alex Baker sliding into my DMs, inviting me to uh, to come over there because Lord knows DraftKings would never reach out to me to have me do anything for them. Aguiar, Aguiar still has not slid into the DMs. Since no. they introduced this new uh, tier of VIP. It's, it is, it is. I told so you this, elitist, dude. It's so it's so that. annoying. It, that, it's so annoying. I was annoying. getting like offers for tickets to the FedEx Cup to these concerts. Yep. Now it it's sucks. Like... I can't even. I can't even get an email back about like Cardinals tickets anymore. It's so annoying. Yeah, but Davis, this. I mean, I get it from like a common man standpoint, but there were like only five DraftKings professionals ever in the history of DraftKings. <laughs> I'm one of them and I can't get anything. Come on. If I'm not getting anything, no one's, getting you know anything. what, Dave, that should have been part of your negotiation when they realized that the DK pros were not like a good thing to have forward facing anymore. You should have been like, I need to be in the, the premium tier of VIP forever. Just for, just to buy my quiet. I've, feel like stock options for not doing a whole lot <laughs> at that point in time um all right <clears throat> let's move on because we got a we got a lot to cover guys the ultimate guide lots of threads out there um you know lots of different strategies and we're gonna even our you friends the- we're losing a lot of our good friends to the thread game davis doing chiefs threads kareem oh. okay i did not do i did not do i did not do the thread <laughs> I yes, did not do did. the please, please help me out and retweet at the end. I it didn't, was implied. I, no, it was not. It was not implied. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't just do needed, that either. I didn't I do just, that either with the, the name thing, and I should have. That's how you get – you have to ask for it. You have not because you ask not. I, I did not do the – and I, again, as I just did a whole show with Holka, I have no issue with using Twitter – for your monetary advantage, as opposed to just using it as like a bar to hang out with your friends. But I have not made that commitment yet. 
Oka is crushing it. And this kind of reminds me of um, when screenshots came on Twitter and like all the former to draft absolutely. teams or yes. the, the DFS guys were like, you cannot put screenshots out there. Yeah. Uh, be humble. Uh, and then yeah. like everyone started doing it and people yep. freaking loved it. The normies loved it. And so then everyone started the same thing with threads. That well, might be the no most. One, now no one who plays DFS wins anymore. So there's no screenshots yeah. to post. Dave, that was, that was probably the most cogent point you've made in like the 10 years of this show. Honestly, uh, I've made lots of cogent points, but now that you're married, you're only starting to understand <laughs> the cogent points. Okay. Uh, so yeah, lots of big bites I offer, uh, for, for those out there. Um, Davis, I have a problem with your, your thread though. You wrote them in freaking paragraph form yeah. where it, it like exhausted me. I could not finish it. It exhausted me. That's not what threads are for. Exactly. I did. I just, it wasn't about getting retweets or likes. Like I just needed that for my own edification to like go back and through it and see how bad I have run with Chiefs running backs over the years. And this was all spurned on by Scott Barrett and uh, an argument with Scott via the DMs because I just spent all of my fab in a league we are in together on Isaiah Pacheco. And I was like, you know, I'm Lucy in the football with yet another Chiefs running back. And I was just like, I just got to go back through and see, like, am I running bad or am I just bad at this? Combination of both, I think. I get it. Uh, I'm just saying, like, the users have to consume it in you know, bite-sized portions. And much so much, much like all of my content, Dave, I don't make it easy for anyone to consume. I just do what uh, what edifies me. Okay. Um, I've got a live draft this weekend, year 15, with the home league, and we're going to the beach. Drafting on the beach. So um, let's let's get in, into this because I've got a, I've got a hard What out. do you mean drafting? Out, like, so you guys are going to have the board out on the beach? Yeah. We're gonna. My, um, my home league draft is this weekend as well, Dave. Yeah, this is always when the league is. We've already had a little bit of drama in the league because one guy is not coming. Everyone's flying down to Florida, and one guy is is not coming. Um, and it's crazy he, that you were able to get away with how busy you are working for Better Collective. I don't know what to tell you, Davis. Um, by the way, next week's show will. Um, will not be at the regular scheduled time because I will be leading the the charge for our Better Collective U.S. All-Hands meeting for the Rotor Grinders and SA. Pete, Pete and I can probably handle it. No, Davis, please. Without I was at your wedding. here to steer us. No, nah, so I was at your perfectly. wedding, Davis. People loved me. It was local <laughs> celebrity. <laughs> I actually think my skateboarding buddies were the were the stars of the show. I think that that was the those were most of the reviews that came in. People were pointing at me when I got there, like in the corner, mm. like that soccer day. Wow! I swear, I swear, yeah, crazy. That was happening. What a can we get, Davis? I mean, we. I mean, I feel like we got a lot of the wedding recap from Kitchen last week but but how how was the honeymoon were you going through drafting withdrawals you know did you what kind of phone screen time did you put up my my screen time i got the notification on sunday my screen time was uh down like the greatest week over week percentage it's ever been down <laughs> um 
I, I registered for six slow drafts in the airport Monday morning. I could have registered for 30. I mean, you have so you're not doing anything. You don't you you are just sitting on the beach and eating food. Like like yeah. you have you have no agenda. We did we did one excursion. It was fine, but did eight hours catamaran boats. No snorkeling, which I hated. Uh, hated it. I'm I'm I am just not a good swimmer. So being dumped in the middle of the ocean was was a lot. So it was an experience for us as well. Uh, we went to Antigua and um, basically my wife's snorkel wasn't working and she started to panic. That and I mean, she that's to grab on to me uh, and like pull me under. And uh, my was... my snorkel worked just fine. But I just I put my head under the water and I was like, fuck this. And... <laughs> <laughs> I, I was not, it was not an activity I should have signed up for. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there were, yeah. My honeymoon, I had plenty of activities. All right. Um, <sighs> let's move. What? That's just, Probably my just... least favorite genre of humor on this show is Dave talking about his marital sex life. <laughs> I mean, the, just the way you almost like grunted, like you were Tim Allen in Home Improvement, as you said. <laughs> Tim Allen at Home Improvement is probably Tim Allen at Home Improvement is like Dave's like ideal brand. Like he would like he would absolutely love to be Tim. Uh, that makes Taylor. you Al Borland, buddy. I was so, gonna say that. Uh, does that make Tuttle the Al Borland? I was gonna say Tuttle. Yeah. No, Davis is Al Borland and um, Pete is Heidi. All right. Uh, you remember Heidi? <laughs> oh, yeah, does does prepubescent Pete remember Heidi? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the ultimate draft strategies. We'll um, we'll carve some of these pieces up into bite-sized videos and put them out on our short-form platform. No, we won't. <laughs> yeah, I bet we, I bet we will. We will. <laughs> we will. All right, so let's start. Davis, release the alpha. Um, take one running back in your first two picks get one of the top five tight ends, all of the uh, uh, normie draft software, ESPN, Yahoo, CBS, Sleeper, et cetera, has the second year and rookie wide receivers far too low. Um, like you can get Sky Moore, like pick 120, Garrett Wilson, super late. I mean, uh, like they're just so, it's just very Garrett Wilson, easy. yes. Sky Moore. Traylon Burks, are it's they just, even on your radar these days? It's just a very easy to draft a super team when you're drafting with your buddies who are largely going to draft guys they know, players from the local teams. Like you just draft a bunch of players under the age of 27. And even the even the guys who get way pushed up in our nerdy circles, you know, your your Ramondre Stevensons, your uh I mean, even Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard in the league with your buddies is probably like a ninth round pick instead of a seventh round pick. It's interesting you say that one because one, I was actually having that thought the other day about Ramondre and all the steam and thinking was in our circle, but Silva's on it, Barry's on it. Like the biggest voices in the industry yeah. are now Ramondre. It's, I'm telling you, I'm telling oh. you, it do, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter because like let's. Uh, it's also geographical locations. Ramondre is going to be drafted in Pete's home league higher with his patriots but well let's let's play a guess right now where do we think where do we think ramondre is in the sleeper default uh draft like adp or whatever i don't think we should be, even use sleeper but if you do promo code grinders uh but i think we should use espn and 
and Yahoo, right? So, like, so Pete, for an example for you, Ramondre is 105th overall in sleeper right now. I mean, that is 30 spots later. Than yeah, he I mean, he go. was going at like 125 for most of the summer on underdog and then, you know, really moved up. Like, that's not that far off. Of I mean, and Damien Harris is at 75. Yeah. But I'm saying I, I really do think I think don't you think people more and more now are using some cheat sheets and stuff yes. like that where they're going to be like, all right, uh, the, the the sheet I'm using has has Ramondre. Over. And but, it, I mean, but, it, but it's the same way. It's the yeah. same way that best ball works where like you could you could literally download Leone's rankings, listen to Herzig stuff, what you know, all this theory stuff and you still be like i think i know better i like this guy it's like it's like i don't want to draft the patriots running back you know or they're in a lot of the sheets are in tiers for position and um you know people don't use like they're though they would draft a quarterback early because he's high up in the qb rankings they're not looking at the overall board don't don't you guys think the Ramondre Damian Harris thing might be one of the most perfect examples of how much fantasy has evolved? I mean, Damian Harris coming off of a 15 touchdown season five years ago would have been a third round third pick, round. fourth round pick. I mean, yes, I, I I think you're very right. We uh, with Silva and Thorman and Reeves and JJ the other night, we got Damian Harris in the tenth round of after FFPC? after wow. after Romeo Dubes and Isaiah Pacheco. Well, that's the thing with not just him, but also Gibson now, right? Because uh, Gibson coming off a pretty successful Gibson, season. Gibson has now evolved into being like a premium zero running back target, which is so funny. 10th or 11th round for him. Um, and got my Brian Robinson bags already packed. So Do you? Any, Do you, Dave? Because some of us yeah. were drafting in May and getting him in the 14th round. Yeah, that's what I was 13th, 14th round. He's in my premium best ball dynasty league. Um, you know, so. it, can, it can totally go the other way, though, because the Tyrion Davis price bags feel like absolute, uh, uh, you know, ankle weights right I'm, now. I'm going to, um, to say that I don't think for the remainder of these drafts, I don't think think that i will have any more burks wow. well You're i checking would, out right when I he's would, about to get cheap no but he's not though he should be getting cheaper but the the jamar chase uh stripes on the ball narrative is keeping him in the top 100 picks i just can't cheap. i i have him uh i have enough of him basically pete i i don't i <laughs> it's don't like your terrace marshall marshall from last year pete i actually i i, I don't think Burks is cheap right now. I think he is uh, either appropriately priced given what his production over the second part of the season could be or slightly overpriced given that when he starts playing, the Titans might just be bad. Like if, if they just, if they, if, if the forward facing stuff is true, that Vrabel is frustrated with him and you know, he's, you know, he's playing out there with the, the backups in the preseason and yada, yada. I, I wonder if they, if, this is not smoke and they do actually view him right now as like hope he hope he works out type guy he i just he had four targets four targets in preseason they played him a ton he only had one catch for four yards well he was playing with woodside so i'm not holding i'm not he he was playing with willis as well and even like he's had one play one play which has given me a glimmer of hope and that was in those one-on-ones versus um who was it versus the bucks 
And then immediately he went to the training room after that. Um, so well, Kev, had- Kev, Kev Cole had a couple uh, cut-ups of him getting like super open and Malik Willis not throwing to him. Yeah. I'm not I'm not stressed about Traylon Burks, the player. I'm stressed about the Titans are a weird team anyway. Like the Titans might just decide to play Nick Westbrook Akeen over. He's him. already the wide receiver too. And People don't want to admit it, but Kyle Phillips is going to be a factor this year. What did they, they, there was just something from Titans camp the other day about like, he won like man of the week or so, like they, they, the coaching staff was like specifically talking him up for something. Yeah. Do you know his nickname? You're, you're never going to believe the nickname that they've given him. White lightning. The professor. <laughs> the professor. Oh, football is so stupid. <laughs> do you see, do you see our boy Patrick Laird catching passes? Uh, ahead of Rashad White and Keyshawn Vaughn. Yeah. Well, Keyshawn Vaughn looked good last week. I don't care what anyone says. He looked good in the preseason. Better than Rashad White. Um, let's get back to... Yeah, he did. Peter, you're, 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 you're such gr- a hater you're, on this episode. You're grinding the tape, and you're telling me Keyshawn Vaughn looks better on the field than Rashad White. Is that a real take you're having right now? Yeah, he looked better last game. I no, watched the whole game. I'm saying how much you watched the whole game. It was the Titans. Of course I watched the whole game. Okay. You're a <sighs> hater this episode, Pete. No, I, I want to go back to this Burks thing. I think I think it's all from a macro sense. You could do so much worse than just any first-round wide receiver that's after pick 100. We should be taking him. Every year we psych sure. ourselves out sure. with the Kadarius, Tony, whatever. Same thing's happening with Jahan Dotson, Dotson. Garrett Wilson. They're all smashes, absolute smashes, because the range of outcomes for them is so high. And yeah, they might be a zero. They might flame out, but you're getting such a ridiculous price on it. All right. Uh, someone asked me as far as like the advice. Well, multiple people asked me, uh, you know, I'm going to my home league. What advice would you give me? I kind of gave him the same advice that Davis said, except for the draft or running back in the first two rounds, because I feel like that's like if you have uh, one of the it depends like if you are in there at the end of the round uh, or the beginning of the round and you go with a wide receiver, sometimes it's going to be tough to take a running back in the first two rounds. I don't think what, you have what, to. What situation? I mean, P- Pete doesn't because Pete is not going to agree with this logic, but in a home, <laughs> in, in a home league where you are going to have a big advantage over your butt, if you were just, if you are watching the swole cast, you are a person who knows and cares enough yeah, about sharp. fantasy football Right. Not sharp, but just you're paying attention enough that you know you're going to hit on one or two guys. Like, oh, I I grabbed Jeff Wilson Jr. in the 18th round, and and I he gets me through a couple weeks, or just whoever, right? You're going to get enough running back two points, and then if you even even if you have a, a boring but dependable Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, Najee Harris type guy who I'm not taking in best ball is totally fine in. The second Wouldn't round. zero RB theoretically work better in a home league? I mean, it depends what the scoring settings yeah. are and how many wide receivers you can start. I think, I think the dominant start for home league drafts this year, assuming you don't get CMC or JT, is to get your elite wide receiver and then get your anchor running back yes. in the second round. Yeah, I think that's like the normie Adams, way to Adams, do it. Mixon, CD, Aaron, Jones, just CD Kamara. What I Pete is totally correct. You get Diggs, Javante Williams, any of those kind of and and combos. Pitts. Pitts is probably a third round pick in Normie leagues too. I would imagine, or fourth round. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think even most rankings have him outside of the top thirty six. 
other than some of the, the sharper rankings. Yeah. Uh, Pitts, I definitely feel underexposed to after watching some of these games. I feel like the, uh, the Mariota exposure, though, just right. I like it. Did you see me pumping and dumping pits in the newsletter today, Dave? I did not read today's newsletter. Been too busy. So yeah, too classic bit, pump busy. and dump coming. Yeah. yeah. I mean that that play he had in the preseason game, it was just it's it was so a wide sick. receiver. It's not a tight so end. It's are you are either of you guys sweating Kelsey is a 33-year-old? I because yes. I did I did this whole bit, well, not bit, the serious discussion when we did our main event draft the other day, and, and Reeves pointed it out that he is the oldest first round pick since randy moss uh the year he ended up being a titan yeah the reebs uh i think silva also kind of down on kelsey um some of these guys that have been more uh negative on kelsey after i've already had a bunch of them in the you know taking him at the end of the first round it it doesn't feel great now so i would have i would avoid that but if he falls in the second round i'm drafting him right like like if uh, I'm not, I'm no longer selecting him in the first round. Second, I round, am, I am just because I want to have Chiefs bags, but I like, I don't feel great about it. I don't think my 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 holdout for Kelsey would be that he can actually take a, a step backward athletically, but that his role in the offense is so secured that he's still going to have a bunch of like eight for eighty type games, just because that role is so needed. Isaiah likely has crushed. And I'm I'm happy for that um, because of my Mark Andrews exposure. I think that I think that Pitts it's going to be Pitts and Andrews as the two tight ends that you want this year. Um, I you know I like Waller, but some flags there as far as he might not be that he's just fighting for lots of of targets there. And then Kittle, you, you don't know. I I would rather probably have Kittle than. Um, yeah, I, I would rather have Kittle than Waller, I think, at this point. Let me ask you guys. I, d- I rarely do three tight end builds on underdog, bully, but I bully tight end. I did my first three tight, one of my first uh, three tight end builds the other day, and I just all rookied it. Isaiah Likely, Dolchich, and Trey McBride. How are are just are people aware that you're the one great- chig a conquo from having the perfect three <laughs> tight ends? Are we are like are we are people generally aware that Dulcich has not practiced? Like, do, does it do people care? Davis, you cannot suppress the stuff yeah. coming out of Denver. I mean, they they want Dulcich to be the guy more than anything in the world. It's more it's, like it's, dri- Z- it's like it's driving me insane. It's it's I like know. actually driving me insane. It's like I'll, I'll be even to the point of like. Hackett, are you aware that you're you're trying to go into week one with a guy who doesn't know the play? Like, he, what is your plan, dude? I've started typing in zero instead of O when I type out Albert. <laughs> That's a good bet. Uh, I mean, I, let me let me let me uh, set the scene for you here. I'm in I'm in a Jamaican airport. The fire alarm <laughs> the fi- the fire alarm is going off. They can't they can't figure out how to give. It's about ninety degrees. It's humid. I've been there the whole, I just want to get home, right? I, I get on, I get onto the Wi-Fi. I'm checking my Twitter and I see Hayden Winks just laughing at me. Just, just Alberto stonks down bad. I'm DMing Ben Albright. Like, dude, you got to fix this for me. Like what, what is happening? It's, it is, 
one of the it was horrible man big, big underdog that. gets so excited when any of the players we hype up all summer have a yes. rough yeah they just start licking there i just saw redmond had a tweet today said he was bummed that a uh, cameo uh there was no cameos available for lavisca and Robert yeah Jones. why why are, why did they have such this this adversarial thing with guys we like <laughs> our drum beats are too loud I think they want to they want to see you fail. Uh Peter, what <laughs> advice are you are you giving you are are you giving those that ask you for advice, just your normie friends? Just like it, just overall draft strategy. Yeah, stuff like the overzets overview on kind of what you're doing in your home leagues. Well, to kind of piggyback what Davis was saying about the guys buried in the in the default applet, I do really just think you should be loading up on these rookie wide receivers uh, or rookies in general uh, across the board. And they're, they're also very easy cuts too. Like you should just be taking the highest possible swings. Make sure you're not getting boxed out of an uh, you know a Jalen Hurts, Trey Lance at least because. If you whiff on one of those guys, there's going to be guys on your waiver wire. And so that's the same thing with the tight ends. You mentioned Pitts and Andrews. Go get those guys because you just want as big of a positional advantage as you can get. And then you know you can find replaceable production on the waiver wire if you miss. That's that's the big – That's the, also just like knowing the type of guy you are. Like if you are a guy who like by week four is like, ugh, I got to go do waivers again. Like know know that about yourself. Like Kitchen probably should not draft a zero RB team in his home league because he's not going to be doing two dollar contingent bids on Ty Montgomery. Well, I, I will be drafting. Our league has shifted into this year a superflex auction, so it's uh, the strategy is a little bit a little bit different, mm. but it also makes it fun. I like the I like the auctions for the uh, the home league drafts <clears throat> and. Yeah, I heard I heard uh, Underdog kind of approached you about setting up like a Superflex best ball tight end premium auction yeah. tournament next Has year. It, yeah. Like, here's what's going to happen. <laughs> You're going to have soon these auction drafts that have multiple. I've, I've seen Sleeper contemplating it, or you like throw up four players at once and you, you bid on them. I mean that seems that that seems more palatable to me. I mean, how much money would have to be Pete? How much money would have to be up top in a tournament for you to do 150 auctions? But see, here's the thing: you could select. They need to have tools. No, don't, let Pete answer the question. Hang on. How long does an auction take in this hypothetical? As same, long as the a, same as long amount, as a normal one. Yeah, four the same hours. Same amount that a normal one takes. I mean, I'm not maxing it. I'll tell you that much. I, I, it would have to be 10 million, 15 million to first place. Davis, you are grinding micro edges in the Pomeranian three. So I no, know. I did. I was too busy. I did one Pomer. I did one Pomeranian three. How how hard were you tilting when you saw that come across? Also, the so underdog mad. cardio club rake back. So you know? mad. So mad. <laughs> Like, like, I'm just like, these guys, like, literally, we talk about Rudman, the big underdog, like, wanting to, like, he knew. Rudman, he yeah. knew. He was like, I'm going to do this when this guy can't grind. <laughs> forget forget profitability. Let's, how can we mess <laughs> with David? David. We, we got Alberto out of the picture and now we're going to release all the best cards. You know, the other annoying thing is, is people are not reacting to the Alberto thing the way, like, it's like, you can't get Alberto in like the 15th round. If you could, I'd still just be drafting him or whatever, but, but he still is basically just going at his ADP, which is very annoying. All right. So let's talk about keeper drafts. 
those guys you get to keep for next year. Um, you want to you want to answer you want to answer a keeper league question for me? Sure. Yeah. Throw, throw it. it at us. Okay. Debo in the fifth. CD in the fifth. Jalen Waddle in the eighth. Ramondre for free. How many? What, how many do you get to keep? One. CD. So CD, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, let's be honest, Davis, you were always keeping CD. Yeah. No, uh, I, 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 keep I think. Henry in the first. Or... I think I think Waddle for a three-round discount is actually pretty close. No, because I think for where you have Waddle ranked, it's not where the general public have, has Waddle ranked. Fair. I do agree with that. Waddle is starting to slip even more because he was like mid-third for a lot of the summer. And yeah, you can get, get him in the early fourth. fourth. Yeah. What do you say about those that uh, talk about how highly drafted Waddle, Tyreek are, even Chase Edmonds, and yet Tua still hasn't really climbed that much? Uh, I mean, it's it's basically like the Vikings thing or the Steelers thing from last year or the Raiders for this year. I mean, th- these, these stationary-only quarterbacks really can't be top 10 quarterbacks. Like, I think Derek Hard 4,800 yards and 30 touchdowns last year and just did not did not even create a ripple in fantasy. So there's no reason for Tua. Even if even Waddle and Tyreek could both be top 15 wide receivers and Tua could be like the QB 14 or whatever. I feel like the Kirk Cousins, like Kirk Cousins' best season is like a good comp for what Tua could do yes. this year. Yeah. I disagree. You, you think it's higher, Dave? Yeah. I mean, Tua, Tua can run a little bit, right? Just that, because that of the be... offense that he's in, right? Like, we don't know what type of offense they're going to run. We don't know, assuming it's going to be like a fast-paced offense, throw-heavy offense, uh, pass-heavy offense. Uh, so it's going to be, you know, that's that's the ceiling. And we don't the, know what it is. The one way he would get there is if just waddle and tyreek are just taking house calls on it's all it, it's the it's the alvin kamara with late stage drew Brees theory where where he's just dumping off to alvin kamara and he's ripping off 50 yard touchdowns all right who are some of the sleepers that uh you know could do good this year next year could provide just immense value i'll go first the guy we've talked about eric Bime for has kind of hated the steam he's gotten and the highlights he's gotten on best ball Twitter, George Pickens. Yeah. It doesn't go late anymore, but is a very good pick. But see Davis, I think that you, you're talking about, you're talking about best ball drafts. We're talking about like home league drafts. I think the, the ADP for underdog is going to be really different than these ESPN and Yahoo leagues. So that's why I think that the guys that we were on earlier still are viable Pickens is is one thirty on sleeper, so that seems like a pretty good value. Yeah, yeah, and that's what round. I mean. Like you should be, because we're also going to learn a lot about Pickens in this offense early. I think some of these rookies you're yeah. going to really have to sit on. Like I was going to talk about Rashad White. I still think you might that might be a stash you need to have for a while. I think you're going to get a lot of information about Pickens, Tolbert, these guys that are going to see the field early, and then we're going to really know like how good they are. Yeah. Uh, who was a, a keeper option for you, Davis? I mean, Pickens is Pickens is a pretty good one. Uh, I White, chose him, though. White, White is another good one. Wandale Robinson. 
especially because Wandale is going to be their their slot wide receiver, like probably immediately. Uh, if you are if you are fine sitting on him for a year, I would imagine Jamison Williams probably is going to go undrafted in a lot of home yeah. leagues. You could just you could just sit him. Uh, I know I play in a couple leagues that have IR spots or even multiple IR spots, um, so you could just you could just stash him there. I, I think Jamison Williams probably fits that pretty well. Williams, Mechie, uh, not going to even mention the quarterback. For well, the Me- Mechie and Williams a little a little different. Damn, you don't modern medicine, bro. No, I just mean one of them was a third round pick, and one of them a team traded up twenty two spots for. Mechie was going to have a good year this year. They didn't have anybody else other than Cook. Um, speaking of that team, though, someone who I did not have enough of in best ball leagues, even though all the signs were pointing to him being the guy. Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce. I feel I feel very similarly. It feels very bad to not have the bags packed on this like young athletic guy. Young athletic guy. Um, you know, who knows? I mean his competition is like all time record for retreads, like torn torn Achilles, uh uh Marlon Mack and and you know Rex Burkhead. I'm like, you know, I think Rex Burkhead is thirty. On like his fourth team now, yeah. Peter. Yeah, Pacheco. Pacheco would be a keeper potentially. Yeah, not my. So like in most leagues, I, I don't. I think he's bad. So I think this is what I'm keeper. saying. Geographical, like that, I was going to say, like, like he's going to go. Phillips, the, Derek Henry, all these guys. Yeah, in, in, he's going to go in the Isaiah Pacheco is going to go at his FFPC main event ADP in my league next week. Yeah, this is, this is my thing with some of those running backs, right? Like. One of those guys, Pierce, Robinson, Pacheco, who's getting steamed up, will probably be a pretty nice hit. But they are in such dicey territory for the red flags they have is not that incredible of prospects on bad teams, not Pacheco, but the other two. I just think we're in the territory where we're pushing guys up because of projectable volume. And these aren't actually talents we're, we're super excited about. I, I just, Particularly Pacheco, who like seems terrible. Like from, yeah. what I, from what I can gather, he seems so bad. Yeah, maybe that's if just you, Rojo bag cope though. Yeah, it could be. It could, I look, I'm not ruling it out. Yeah, Edmonds a potential other keeper, and then take a look at backup Ed- running backs in good spots. You mentioned uh, uh, who did you mention Davis earlier? Uh, I mean, I mentioned a bunch of backup running backs. Like yeah, I, I backup running backs. Oh, are Pollard! Not good. You were talking about Pollard earlier. I mean, that's Pollard not, would be an ideal guy if this is Zeke's last season. I think Dallas. I think that uh, like Isaiah Spiller probably fits that. Mm. I think uh, Gainwell fits that. This is Miles Sanders' last Gainwell, year. Gainwell, yes. Spiller, not so sure. Um, Zamir White last. I mean, we know Josh. Zamir Jacobs. White, yes. Yeah, Josh Jacobs is not going to be a Raider next year. Here's the thing: in in most keeper leagues, unless you have one of the CMC type guys, like keeping a running back is just terrible. It's just it's generally not good. What about Brandon Ayuk? Talk at camp. Yeah, we love we love Brandon Ayuk. He he I hit like how much noise he's making at camp and just know like knowing that he was a really good prospect i mean we were drafting him in the fourth round last year i'm getting a little spooked because i was playing it pretty heavy through debo early on 
and it seems like the gap should probably be closer. In what if what if two. what if Brandon Ayuk is the San Francisco 49ers Debo Samuel? I mean, it could be. I think Debo's eighty. I'm with Levitan. I think Debo's ADP is bad. I don't. I don't think he. Like, I know he was so great last year, and he's going to have a couple like forty-five point weeks or whatever. But I. I don't know. And maybe maybe this will just be like the the Tyreek Hill thing all over again, where every year you're like he can't keep getting away with it, and he, <laughs> he does in fact keep getting away with it because he's so good. I will right. say this. How, how about this for a take? You know, you're, you're going to be pretty happy with Debo and best ball still. He might be more volatile, oh, but if yes. you get a true like breakout from Ayuk, like you're going to feel comfortable starting him every single every, week. I mean, I think you're going to feel comfortable starting both of them every single yeah. week because they have, I mean, they have nobody to rotate in behind there. I mean, it's like third round rookie, Danny Gray, Juwan Jennings, the, but even, even the dusty veterans who were on, their roster last year are not on the team anymore. They're the, these are these are the backup wide receivers for the 49ers. Malik Turner, Ray Ray McLeod, Marcus Johnson, and Willie Sneed. I mean, like literally guys who are barely like they're gonna be in the next iteration of spring football. Isn't Gray in that list as well? No. I mean Gray is like a third round rookie, so who knows, but Okay. Let's transition into league winners. Obviously, some of the league winners are guys you get off the waiver list. You got to be aggressive with waivers. You got to, you know, some that's going to that's going to push your momentum forward a little bit. But as far as the draft goes, guys that you draft, I'll start. And we've talked about I think we all like him. Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I mean, I the, the the ADP is getting kind of out of control on him. He was much more of a league winner when you could get him for a third, but I, I have still no at the His ADP is still going at the end of the second round right now in most of the uh, ESPN and Yahoo leagues. And this kind of sets up exactly, Pete, what you talked about as far as an elite pass catcher first and then Saquon as your RB1 second. Serious girly vibes from when was it? 2016, 17, after that terrible season he had and then he came back and he won everyone's league the next year from Barkley for me Barkley feels like Jonathan Taylor last year when Jonathan Taylor was for some reason in the beginning of the second round yeah. of drafts people were spooked about Wentz and the it was like people were coming up with excuses and I, I just don't know what the knock is on Barkley at this point yeah I, I agree with Peter would be would be an injury what are uh, who are some of the other guys that you think could really just carry your team not drafted in the first round. Um, I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster. There you go. Chiefs player. I like it. I, I think I just, for when I was trying to think, you know, Juju as this year's Cooper Cup has been a popular take, and I like it a lot. I also think one of the Broncos wide receivers, um, basically getting the new quarterback upgrade boost and already having a good, like I could just see one of those guys just, absolutely smashing and i don't have confidence on who it is i mean juju was a great player in the nfl a great player in the nfl at 22 i don't i don't believe he miraculously is bad anymore he might be but he also like if you were to look at profiles of guys who can be the cooper cup this year who can go from being a fifth round pick to a first round pick i think smith schuster is probably the best example of it okay uh any any other guys that uh that you liked I mean, I do think in those hometown, like 
I don't want to be the first one taking the quarterback with Allen and those guys. And yeah. I do not want to leave one of those drafts without Hertz and Lance. Cause you're probably going to get a discount on it Huge relative discount. to underdog drafters and yeah. either Hertz or Lance could easily be the QB one this year. Um, I, I love getting one of those guys. I loved, I loved Hassan on, uh, <laughs> Hassan on ship chasing last week goes, can someone, you know, kind of build the the case for Lance without mentioning his rushing <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Gretchen Crane were like, uh, I mean, that's kind of the whole point. Also, you, sh- you missed the part of that when he brought that up because we were hoping for him to come back around and he starts talking about Lance on the stream, like 10 picks before I want to take him. I go all caps in the private chat. We are not fucking talking about Trey Lance right now. So good. Okay. Um, some other guys, I'm just going to throw this name out there. Deep value guys, deep value guys that you can get that will help. You start them, but you can still get them at later ADP. This is where the ADP bros, I really want your take. Um, Robert Woods is a guy that I think. And I know you you're like going to say that. Woods? I, do, I do like Robert Woods. Crazy. Crazy. He is clearly, you're talking about the, you know, you have to draft. the. No, I, I would love to make fun of you, but clearly he is a good, like, start the season fast type pick. They're not playing him in any of the preseason stuff. He's clearly like the one guy they feel good with. And I think Tanny's gonna have a good I think he's gonna have a good year this year. Cause he's cause he's so mad. It's like it's like uh yeah, chip on his shoulder. It's like when it's like when Rodgers was in it's like when Packers fans were saying the Jordan Love pick was good because it inspired Rodgers to play better. Now the Rodgers thing, it brings up another thing is like someone on this Packers team has to produce like immense value. It's not going to be a collective, right? We agree on that. Like someone's got to come out on top here. Maybe. I, I the, just the one thing I think is that this Alan Lazard ADP just is nonsensical. Like I think too low, too high. How are how like are we it, that much certain that he's the next Devonte Adams? I mean, someone has to be the the guy for Rogers that he trusts. I think oh, my take would be it's probably pretty spread out early on. You see a lot of Tunyon. You see one of Davis's dust ball faves, Watkins or Cobb doing some stuff. And then I think <laughs> we see one of the rookies pull an Amon Ra down the stretch. I could, I could see, I could see Christian up. Watson just being left for dead and then showing up in week 11 and, you know, burning some poor Detroit Lions cornerback, you know? That yes. actually, that's, I think that's good advice. I, I could see both of those guys, the rookies getting dropped in managed leagues really oh, early on totally. and have those guys on like waiver wire speed dial. Cause if an injury happens or they're just needing, you know, to actually get playmakers on the field, uh, then it could be nice. Yeah. I, I love I, it. I, Painting I a story true. with, uh, with your draft. That you that's actually, to- that's uh that's actually another good thing to remember is that your league mates are going to drop guys who are good because they want to hold a second defense or get, you know, just whatever. Uh, like in, in my home league, famously Justin Jefferson got dropped after he was playing behind Ola BC Johnson. Uh, the, the first game of the season, Michael Thomas was a drop his rookie year, just like just stuff like that. So keep, keep uh, an eye open for yeah. who your league mates are dropping. You got to be aggressive. I guess last year um, the, the guy was, was Patterson. Um, when we had signs that he was going to be more than just a, a wide receiver. Um, so people that picked him up early, other than that, there wasn't a lot, but in years past, for sure. 
been some uh, some good value. We have a question. Millie Mills says, "Can I still win if I take Kyle Pitts in the first? I, I just don't believe, think you need to. Don't, don't think you have to. If you have an early third, the only thing I would say is if you had, I guess if you had a one-two turn pick, and yeah, you knew you he wasn't going to come back. Early second would be when you'd have to take him. Yeah, but if I had anything before, say like mid third, I'm." I'm going to try to get him as my third pick. Yeah, I, I would say um, just in the the strategy of living a little and drafting on upside, yeah, you can draft him in the second round. I'd use that first round pick on another guy. But you could definitely get him early second round. Kitchen, I found, it, my, I found myself telling Liam to live a little yesterday. How? What was the what was, well, was just it like, on your guys' stream? Yeah, just like at the end of these 20-round drafts, he's like, yeah, you took Jonu Smith like 40 spots ahead of ADP. And I was like, I'm just trying to get the combos. Like these combos, you know, how many how many teams? The correlations have... are more important than the ADP. No, the the, the combinatorics of like Jonu Smith and, and Greg Dulcich are going to be like super low because they're generally occupying the same roster spot was what I was saying. Okay, I'm not going to say what tournament this guy won. But I would like to give a little feedback. I got this in my DMs. Hey, I'm prime example for <laughs> live a little success story. Yeah, I totally. reached one round early every draft last year so that I could get Godwin, Cup, and Chase, and it ended up being why I don't. I, I don't know if that is a live a little story or a just play the best play story. The play the best plays fall into the live a little category, Davis. Then it's why the were you touting thing. Robert Woods a few seconds? Yeah, ago? I thought I thought we were trying to play the best plays. <laughs> yeah, it's on it's on the upside. If you don't think Robert Woods has upside, then you weren't paying attention to 2020 Rams, right? Median median outcome for Robert Woods this year is like what Jarvis Landry did on the Browns last year. Yeah. Uh, all right. So if you're drafting him in the 10th or 11th round, you can get him as a wide receiver three. You don't want that. You're drafting. You're telling me with a straight face, Dave. You're drafting Robert Woods over Trey Burks now. It's Trey Burks now. No, it's he's off your draft board now. He's off. He's off your draft board. I would one hundred percent draft Woods over Burks. Disgusting. You're so you love. Who loves Week One more than David Kitchen? David Kitchen is optimizing so hard for Week One. Listen, I hope that I'm wrong because of all the Burks exposure that I do have. Obviously, he's the number one guy that I have. It's just at some point you have to face the facts, right? At some point, you all these signals are presenting themselves, and you have to say, okay, it's no longer noise. The signals say that that Burks could be the guy, but Burks would, might be a sleeper for next year or a keeper for next year, right? Like if he, if his ADP falls low enough. Because I don't think he's going to get out the gates and help you win your home league this year. I yeah. just don't. I, I actually, now that I, I've done, I've looked at this a little bit more, I'm totally taking Jamison Williams and putting him on my R and stashing him all season as a, as a keeper. So that Davis, I can... Most of your home league listens to this show, so good luck with that. But They're not going to do it. I do. Those are some of the funnest things to do in the home leagues is whatever of those kind of little is to break is to break the rules. Like uh, two years ago, it was we we did we introduced the COVID IR spots and I held on to Jeff Wilson. (laughs) I held on to Jeff Wilson Jr. for like 11 weeks until he finally came in and he started a game. And I was like, you just feel like a genius. You know, you're like, I got this. 
Isn't Jeff well, Wilson it, was that the running back that caused the big baseball fight? Yeah, it was literally uh, this scenario that I'm describing is what caused the the wow. the Tommy Pham Jock Patterson thing was Tommy or Jock or I don't remember which one. One of them did what I did and stashed this guy all year. The uh the other one too and it, this is one that if you if your league has a waiver wire run before the season and it, they don't make you, you you know draft a kicker or defense just don't do yeah. grab grab a Jeff Wilson grab a Jarek McKinnon grab a backup running back and then if something materializes holy cow you might have just binked an RB2 if not you just swap it out for the kicker defense right before it's like the guy that has the veins popping out of his neck whenever he's like those are some of the guys like you have to draft a kicker it's not <laughs> yeah. the spirit of the rules like they get so they get so bad yeah <laughs> All I right. never, I never draft. I, I do normally draft a defense though. Uh, cause you just like, you know, the 49ers this year, they, they play drew lock and Justin Fields to start the year. Like I do, I do normally not wait on that. I wish, I wish FFPC didn't make us draft a kicker in defense. It'd be so fun. Like for these early, yes. like we, we drafted a beta vet team that started July 4th. Like let, let us have a bet. Let, let, let us, let us live a little. Yeah. Cause that would be a true edge because you know what? 50 60 percent would still draft a kicker defense yes and you'd have you'd have, have you'd have an extra uh isaiah pacheco slot uh are you on a vegas peter yeah yep i thought you might be in vegas already no that's the um that the thursday of when the season uh kicks off so still i think what two weeks from tomorrow yeah. how much will we how much will this preseason game coming up uh, this preseason week affect your draft strategy going into Vegas? Well, I mean, it has affected, I mean, this happens every year with the high stakes leagues where the best zero running back targets get massively pushed up. What, you know, what is Isaiah the Pacheco. highest Isaiah Pacheco will go in a main event? I mean, if this can, if it continues on this trajectory, I mean, he'll be a fifth round pick. I mean, uh, Damian Pierce went in the fourth round of one a couple days yeah. ago. Living a little. This is living a little. Kitchen, right you actually, you would love the main event. I know. These dudes, you don't, these dudes don't care. Uh, you, the, do the, the, year, the year Justice Hill was a rookie, he settled as like a seventh round pick. Like these dudes do not care. They're just That would be whoever. such a good bit. Uh, and just seeing all the ADP rows that go there that just had their mouth wide open after every pick that – that happens kid you you should come out i would love to watch kitchen draft a beta vet team you'd be high-fiving like, yeah. be taking photos with the van of white in front of the board you'd all be right. doing it 2023 i'm down all right committing now can't commit this year i can commit next year he's too he's far too busy dude and yeah. davis you got to come out one of these years too i don't really like vegas it's not it's really not Vegas. about it's just it's not about just hanging with your friends yeah. in a conference room for four days straight i don't really i don't really like that either i don't i don't really <laughs> like i i like i i don't like being around people for that extended period i would get cranky dude the feeling's probably mutual all right um as far as some of the questions we have do you think damien harris maintains most of the running workload and end zone work this year with Ramondre, we're getting that from uh, someone who's wanting to know how does to win. He, does he home. know who he's talking to? No, we we do not think that. <laughs> I mean, the, the truth is, though, right? I mean, Damian Harris is not going away unless he gets injured or traded. 
Speaking of the, speaking of that, did you see there was a few? I don't know if Gesicki. it was PFF wrote up. Yeah, yeah. The, the potential surprise cut candidates, Darrell Williams, another one. Ooh. Oh, the, our Williams our our Eno bags could not possibly be pumped any higher. Pump oh. it. Pump and dump them. Pump yeah, and dump Eno Benjamin. <laughs> I've got plenty of Eno, so I'm right there with you. Um, okay. I think I was drafting Darrell first or Darrell, and then maybe it was you, Peter, that talked about how on this show how everyone was talking about him being the backup running back, but everything in camp suggested that, you know, was the backup running. You're back. saying I gave good advice on these. You're, you are, you are wow. uh, similar thoughts on Rojo. As far as people drafting Jones and uh, it not being what camp was saying at all. So having to figure that out, bad. The road I mean, Rojo, no Rojo is going to be cut. He is going to sign with the Baltimore Ravens and he is going to lead them in rushing. So it's fine. They're, there will be, um, I will say, some cuts and also some signings. Who's going to be? Who's going to be the running back who get every year? There's always a running back who gets killed by a guy who gets cut and signed with them. Normally, it's the Chiefs' running back, right? Damian Damian Williams when they signed Lashawn McCoy. Uh, who? What? Who? What is it? Who does it happen to this year? I wonder, uh, I I love taking Fournette and, and for the first time in my life. So it feels like that is a spot where someone gets cut or or traded to the Buccaneers for extremely, you know, Kareem Hunt ends up a Buccaneer or something like that. Like it feels, Fournette feels pretty susceptible to it because no one actually believes he's good. I don't even believe the Buccaneers think he's good. I would say Niners or Falcons or no, one no. of these, one of these teams. The, the Falcons don't have the Falcons have two players that go inside the top 120 picks. Yeah, but if you're like heavy Algier, right? <laughs> you only take Algier when you have Zach Ertz and you need to correlate. <laughs> Paul says Rojo's getting the Latavius Murray suck out. There was no bigger suck out than the Pro- Leonard Fournette to Tampa. That yes. was the ultimate. That was out. that was the ultimate <laughs> suck out. But but Latavius Murray, memory serves me, he was like steamed. Right, like he yeah. he was going for a while. Oh, big time. Yeah. After Man, well, after whole... the injury and like, who are they going to sign? You're talking about the the Ravens or when? What he about what? Oh man. Okay, I just I just I just worked this one out. Ronald Jones cut, signed by the Giants. Saquon knee injury. Rojo bell cow back for the Giants all year. Yeah, I thought I th- I thought about Barkley just because of how we just talked about him being a league winner, but I don't. It, it would have to be an injury for. For that to happen they're, they're not wanting to give away that all right um for those that are just now tuning in i think our consensus top five we have cmc number one we have cup number two taylor number three jefferson four I just and, don't think I would take Taylor in a home league. I think I would just take any of the wide receivers. Well, I'm with you there, but this is how we're – I mean, he's probably going to go one or two, right? Peter. Yeah, I mean – You're yeah. the one who is not signed on to the – I mean, if if Taylor goes nuts and he's the guy that wins your league or Pittman's the guy that wins your league, I just don't feel like I have any Colts exposure, so I just hope they're just like – not relevant this year. I, I'm even with the field on JT. I am way underweight. Uh, Pittman, yeah. yeah, Pittman's the guy you needed. He he very well could be. He could be. Uh, I mean, the, the 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 counterpoint to that would be how much like Pittman had 
Pittman finished as the wide receiver 13 last year with 1,100 yards and six touchdowns. Like, it feels like he's just going to do that again. I like yeah. Pittman. I take him. I, I have nothing against him. But he's just a whole is, different stuff. There's just something about him that's like not sexy. Like I'd rather take Hollywood. Like he is Holly, not yeah. sexy at all. Yeah, Hollywood. And neither more is sexy. Matt Ryan. But I think you could argue Matt Ryan is an upgrade over what they've tried. Oh, I would, I would, I would hardcore argue that. And neither is Christian Kirk isn't sexy. You know, Robert Woods isn't sexy. These guys that could absolutely win your league. Christian Kirk, I love Christian, how you keep shoehorning Robert Woods Robert into Woods. every one of these yeah. conversations. I mean, that. Just helping the people out, right? Uh, with their <laughs> That's what we're doing. The ultimate guy. We're not. And you know, the thing that is, Dave, is you're going to do the biggest pivot around week six, seven. When we yes. get like, I, I drafted Burks the whole time. Yeah. Yada, yada. I got my exposure. This, is, this is my, this is me on the show. Uh, spreading out the exposure for my Titans. Like if it's Phillips, roll the Phillips clip. Did we just hear Burks? the in, the inventor of Live a Little saying he's spreading out his exposures on the show? What no, for the brand, for the brand. <laughs> and then with a Live a Little thing, we combine that with the clip. We cut it up. Dave, how are you going to transition Live a Little to to DFS? Buddy, you're t- <laughs> I have been on the Live a Little trade. And more, more importantly, more importantly. Uh, is Tuttle gonna like know who plays on what team in 14 yes, days? Tuttle, you don't, you guys don't see it, but Tuttle is in the uh projections because they're they were adding me today when they're they're already going through week one scenarios. I gotta go, guys. I said I had a hard out. Okay, well, all right, you want to give a final a final thought, Pete? Um, don't draft Robert Woods over Traylon Burke, <laughs> Davis. Yeah, final that's... thoughts. Uh, draft as much Eno Benjamin as you can before Daryl Williams gets cut. Those, these are terrible final thoughts for the ultimate guide to winning your 2022 draft. I will say if you if this is your first time watching this well cast and uh, you got catfished into um, watching this, sorry, but just know that it takes a little bit, right? Like it, it takes a little bit. Let the show marinate uh, and then you will see yourself kind of drafting better, winning more. We've got fantasy football finalists on here. We have two million maker winners right now on the show. That's true. Just uh, by immersion, you are you are making yourselves better in your your fantasy draft. So live a little, take down the drafts, and we'll see you next time here on the Swellcast and RotoGrinders.com. Peace. Peace.